Hoovians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Huh? Why what? does Bill keep saying the monks just got here? I, I'm, uh, I'm your host, Jordan. Is that it? Yeah. And you uh, are? I'm, I'm Sam, the Scaroth truther. And with us, as always, is our friend, the history monk, who doesn't oh. say anything on this episode, but has always been here. I get it. It's a little joke about the plot of the episode. Uh, nice. This week we're talking about Series 10, Episode 8, The Lie of the Land. Do you get it? Oh! It's like lie. Like a lie of the li- Like it's a lie. It's like the hit post-rock album, The Lie Lay Land, by World's End Girlfriend. Check it out. Lie, lie Lee Lou Lay Land. Uh, this episode was written by Toby Whithouse. Uh, he's, he's seeking a bid for the, for the 2024 nomination. Nice. He's trying to get into the White House. And, uh, directed by Wayne, uh, I see Yip. Wayne Yip. Yes, that is correct. That is his name. Yes, Toby, Toby is running for president. His campaign slogan is an E for Toby. <laughs> um, this is apparently the third episode of a three-episode arc about the history monks. It was very weird. I think Chai said it was the middle episode of a three-part story. Does this not resolve the story? I don't know. Does it not... Well... The the next time on didn't seem to have anything to do with this, but that might just mean that there's going to be more later. So, who knows? Does it... Well... Let's think about it. How many episodes after uh, Oxygen was this? Because we found out Three, that Bill... I think. Okay, so this is the third episode. Because Bill wished for the history... She said, I wish someone would take over the whole world so the doctor could get his eyeballs back to work. So you're accusing Chai of lying to us. I think... Ch- Did Chai not say it was the thir- three-episode arc? Oh, boy. And is this not three episodes after the doctor went blind? And is this not three, uh, is, did we not learn in the episode that the reason this happened is because Bill Wishing Oh, no, I, <laughs> I do see that Chai edited the message after the fact. Mm, what did Chai it, say? It originally said the middle one, but now it says the last one. <laughs> uh, Whoops. I know how to count to three, and I trust myself in, in the ability to do so. Uh, so the premise of this arc, apparently, so, so it seems, though, who knows what happens in episodes one and two. Is that the world has been taken over. No, the world was always, there's always been, I was so confused watching this at the start, uh, when we see, because like. Because it was erasure of Scaroth the Jaggeroth from City of Death. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how uh, fulfilling it is for people who, ha- who don't subscribe to our Patreon to keep Well, I'll explain Scaroth it right now. Ja- there's a, there's a serial called City of Death, which purports that all of human development was guided by uh, a weird one-eyed green guy named Scaroth of the Jaggeroths. And why was he why was he doing that, Sam? Uh what to was his... get humans to invent a battery. <laughs> no. For his ship. No, it was because he needed money to invent a battery and he needed people to sell the Mona Lisa to four That's times. That's right. He needed someone to invent the Mona Lisa so that he could have someone to sell it to. So that he could buy a big battery for his ship. He could buy, but this yeah. episode says, what if Scaroth didn't exist? Of course, th- thank God we know that that's still canon. Uh, it was actually propaganda, because this episode begins with the Doctor narrating on TV, if you've ever heard of that. He says, the monks have always been with us. 
the there's there's these guys they look like uh unbandaged mummies in red robes you ever sometimes with these doctor who aliens like you know some of them it's whatever but sometimes these aliens just look evil and i have to wonder how they feel when they like wake up in the morning and they look in the mirror and they go oh Oh, they wake up in the morning and they look in the mirror and they say nice and then they look at us and they go oh god i'm so hot look oh god why is their skin so smooth Ugh. um we see like we see like the (laughs) we see them inventing like cup stacking rubik's cube (laughs) Uh, uh, all of the greatest inventions of all. Yes, human I have history. to say because yeah, the idea is that these these monks, they're they're mummy aliens. I keep saying mummy. They they look more like zombies. But... No, they don't wear a gas mask. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but they have basically invaded Earth six months ago, and they are brainwashing people and rewriting history to to say that they've always been over. They've always been here watching over us, our benevolent whatevers, and we get a series of very bad photoshops of these weird, nasty aliens, like, watching over Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, and Neil Armstrong like proud parents. Uh, we see Forrest Gump in the White House. Yeah, I, got, I gotta like say, I, and if, we, if and this then... was the propaganda that was trying to rewrite history, I don't know if a lot of people would be falling for it. I don't know well, about this one. Well, never I mind. I don't know. I also reject the premise of this episode outright because because there are people who, you know, are alive today who think all kinds of crazy stuff. Regardless, I just think that there would be like these... The the savior of this episode should be some like 45-year-old QAnon dad who's just like, there <laughs> no. ain't no, there ain't no monks. The the monks can't exist. That totally conflicts with the mole people theory. <laughs> the monks have all of these children hidden in underground military bases. Anyway, hidden in underground wardrobes and that are being <laughs> sold on Wayfair. Uh, yeah, he also says that the monks were the people who defeated the Daleks, the Cybermen, and the Weeping Angel. So I'm looking forward to watching Blink now. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, I do remember them. I I didn't want to say it, but they were in those episodes. Um, and yeah, the Doctor is making these statements on a TV broadcast. Uh, he says the monks, all they ask for is our obedience, and they're they're our, our loving guys. And we um, we then watch we then, this family who are watching. I the like TV. to imagine this is the same family from the Idiot's Lantern. They've all like. There's only one family. Hey, did you catch? I uh, guess I did see Magpie callbacks. Yeah. So stupid, but we'll get there in a moment. Um, so we see the family from from Idiot's Lantern. They're all grown up now. In uh, and the like, police bust through the door, and the mom is like a- arrested for having memory crimes. Everyone's is, wearing. I love. Like, I love this family. I love the the family that all Doctor Who events focus on. The Cybermen were in here. Uh, <laughs> right, they were in here. They they, they this immortal family who just the Nielsen exists. family. The Nielsen's. The family that all the TV murders happen to. Um, they take the mom away for committing memory crime. Yeah, the, the Memory uh, Crimes Act of 1975. But the mom is like, 1975, don't be ridiculous. They only got here a few months ago. 
and they like drag her out the door to take her to a, a labor camp for reprogramming. And then we see Bill is there, and she sees it, and she's frowning. Yeah, she's also, like screaming. Uh, uh, the woman is like screaming at everyone on the street. It's all lies. Don't believe them. And Bill watches and says, "Wow." Bill the actually whole, says nothing. It's all very 1984. If you've ever read, you know, I've always said before that these fucking kids these days, all they care about is standing John Cook when they could be reading Orwell's book. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. if you've ever read the very good and important book of 1984, you know that it, in the future it's all jumpsuits and, and, and. Wow, gray. you're telling me how important it is that I read a specific book? What is this fucking 1984? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, my, my I'll mom. i read whatever che- I want, thank you very much. My mom checks my internet history. What is this, 1984? I'm 50 years old and I live with my mother. Oh, you're the, the guy from uh, the pilot episode of Doctor Who? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, stop making speculations about my life. What is this, 1984? Um, anyway, so we get oh, a little montage. Oh, there's also statues, yeah. I yeah, think this the... episode missed a, 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 gi- a gigantic opportunity to make the Statue of Liberty a big monk and then make the Jesus Christ in, in Rio a big monk. <laughs> Doing like a thumbs up. and Christ a, the Redeemer? Yeah. Yeah, I just, think th- just a, a weird, a weird robed mummy standing with his arms outstretched, saying, "This is how much I love humanity." This but, alas, much. We, inst- no. Instead of that, there's just monk statues next to all the famous landmarks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor ends the broadcast by telling everyone, "Relax, your future is taken care of." Uh, Bill, Bill goes back home and sits down for two cups of coffee, which is what I what I do when I'm really shaken up. We've seen Bill's mom before. She was in a picture on Oxygen. Yes. In Oxygen, she was thinking about a picture with her mom. Um, and she's here with us tonight. She's here tonight! Uh, <gasps> because Bill is talking to Bill's mom about how, you know, about the, the, the state of things, which is that the aliens showed up six months, everybody got brainwashed, um... Uh, and, uh, but that's not true. They were, they've always been, wait, they've not always been here. Oh, and also throughout this whole episode, we see like the word truth and like the logo. Of yeah. The it, it feels like it's like the ministry of truth or something is the, yeah. Monks, I wonder like, if this is a reference agency. to any particular unimportant book that no one should read. It's a reference to the beginning of XCOM 2 or the entire oh, game of XCOM 2. Oh, okay. Um, this is the part where we see a shot of a crowd watching a news broadcast in the window of Magpie Electrical I'm from glad that, uh, Lantern. I'm glad that Magpie's business bounced back after he yeah, fell in love with that They really landed on their feet I, after the, owner, the died. owner and sole employee was like electrocuted to death on top of a radio that, tower. Do you think that maybe like... <sighs> Someone just kind of set up shop inside of Yeah, his Tommy Tallarico bought the rights to Magpie <laughs> Electrical. He's working with the monks to put an Amico in everybody's house. Um, <laughs> and, uh. Did you, okay, I, I, we, there's no way we would have caught this, but I, I was looking this up to, cause I saw the name and I was like, isn't that from, there is a Magpie Electrical on the Starship UK in the Beast. Get below. out of here. The, wait, Magpie Electrical is an eternal, enduring business. What a thing to pick to be like, this will be the running business that we see in the background of a lot of episodes. Dude, Why this, is, this one? It because doesn't make Mark, any sense. Because Mark came up with it. Mark so Gatiss came up with it. And you know how Stephen Moffat, he, he's, that's his buddy. 
He's got to put his thing in. His precious boy magpie, who he fell in love with his his alien TV wife, and then he died. And that's cool. <laughs> and uh, that's important. Bill, Bill remembers the doctor and Nardle, um, and is telling her mom about, about you know... Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, we, we can't move on from the, oh, from yeah, the, the magpie somebody, electrical scene when, before we establish that the light. monks have force lightning. They sure This do. is when it becomes clear that the monks are actually just Palpatine. They look exactly like Palpatine. Yeah, no original, no original ideas allowed here on Doctor Who. Um, Bill, yeah, so she remembers the doctor, uh, and, uh, the doctor is on once again on TV spreading uh spreading propaganda for the monks. What's up with that? That's pretty weird. Wow. Uh and then Did uh, we make it clear yet that Bill's mom is dead and that she's just imagining this conversation? This is a Tulpa, and I hate to say it, this is a Tulpa. Oh, by the way, um I have a problem, and maybe you have this problem too. I don't know when you watch this episode, but for some reason our Discord has been a buzz. Um, with people talking about the really good show Secret Life of the American Teenager, which we, <laughs> which we did a podcast about um, many years ago. Uh, and unfortunately, to me, the history of monks uh, who have always been here are now the Camilles. Oh, yeah, I know. They're absolutely the Camilles of Earth. Yeah, they've always been here. Trust me. They've been here for all five seasons. Yeah, in in season four of the Secret Life of the American Teenager, when I when we were taken away, kicking and screaming to a labor camp, and reprogrammed into <laughs> said, believing that Leo's said, secretary was a character from the beginning, Camille was definitely in season one. Look at her statues; she was in season <laughs> one. Uh, Nardal is here, by the way. Nardal at, at Camille Boykovich High School. <laughs> Oh, Bill says the doctor's got a plan to save everyone, uh, and then Nardle shows up, um, and, uh, I believe he reveals to Bill that he is Nardle by taking off his hat and showing his bald head. That's very funny. <laughs> he does, I forgot about slaps, that. Slaps, slaps Nardle's well, bald I, head. Well, I didn't recognize him until he took his hat off. Yeah, I know you, I know you have hat blindness. You have, a. You are you are the psychonauts guys in real life where if you hold a stop sign or put a hat on you just become a completely different guy. Um, uh so Bill tests him to see if he's the real Nardle. Uh where where did we esca- I think she says where did we escape from the heathers? Is that what she that's, said? Yeah, she did say that and then she asked what noise do spaceship doors make and he he referenced our favorite joke from Oxygen. Yeah, that they that the spaceship doors go I remember that. That was an oxygen. We, we we know that reference. It doesn't even make any sense because shouldn't spa- I? I know this is from the. I just keep thinking about this. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like obviously, spaceship door goes like. I don't. What are you talking about, Nardle? No, it's the it's the opening and closing. Yeah, it should go. Or like, you know, like or like. It shouldn't go. What are we doing here? We're doing a podcast. You're just, you're just trying to do the same joke that they did on the show. Yeah, I'm telling you that Nardle's fucking crazy for this one. Um, and Bill <laughs> thinks so too because she does punch him after he says shook shook. Yeah, she's going to be punching him throughout the episode, but she hugs him first. She's going to—that's that's like a running joke of the episode. He he mentions that six. I think I wrote six, six weeks ago. I think this was supposed to be six months ago. He mentions that six months ago, there was some issue with bacteria in a lab. Who he's like, possibly... I would have died if I was human. Yeah. Another another point in the, uh, he's actually Matt Lucas bucket. But, uh, <laughs> so, he, uh, 
he's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, it was my mom. My dead mom. She's, she's not here, but she helps me, uh, resist the, she's a tulpa, and she helps me resist the, uh, the, uh, uh, history monk's brain uh-huh. power. And, uh, Nardal says, okay, that's fine. Uh, and Bill says that this, this weird brainwashing effect, she doesn't understand exactly how it works, but there's, there's a part of her that is like starting to believe that the monks really have always been here. We, we actually saw, we didn't mention it, but when she was having her conversation with her mom, there's a, a little, a little flicker where the like truth logo and the, did and a monk like on flickers the... on screen and she like smiles for a second and then it I, goes away and she I goes back des- to being, uh oh. Did describe that on the podcast. Yes, I did do that, but, um. Oh, you did? Yes. Um, no. but, uh, she, yeah, she's, uh, She's she's been kind of just waiting for the doctor to show up. Also, I want to say the reason we we talked about this in the episode of like Bill's mom looks really young, mm-hmm. and now we know it's because she's been dead forever, like for a long ass time. Yeah, she's been dead for as long as the monks have been here. Or episode Always. one of 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 <laughs> episode one of season ten is going to be like the doctor walking in and Bill's mom just gets absolutely blasted by a the doctor crashes a cruise liner. Into <laughs> Bill's mom. He's just got off of taking Clara to her final destination, wherever that may be. There is a scene in this episode where the doctor joyously murders two people with a boat. Which one is that? It's, it's when he crashes the ship into the dock. Which episode is that? This episode! Oh, this episode he kills two people with a boat. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, so, Nardal says, because they're like wondering, why why do they bother changing the past when they have such control over us anyway? Why can't they just have gotten here six months ago? And Nardal says, well, people will put up with anything if they think that it's how things have always Damn. been. Which is pretty true. Damn. Gotta hand it to him on that one. It really makes you think. Really makes you um, think. Uh, but Bill starts to get suspicious of him, and she says, What have you been doing since the first six weeks of this whole situation? And he says, I've been looking for the doctor, and I found him. And they they agree that he's probably not actually brainwashed. He's got to be faking it. He's got to he, he have says, a plan. He says this line that made me fucking uh, yell at work, where he says... He says, uh, the, the TV signal is scrambled, so you can't pinpoint its location. So I got a device that lets you pinpoint its location. Yeah, that one kind of just washed over me. <laughs> I was just like, that, that sounds stupid, okay. whatever. And then, he, and then, oh, and then this is like classic random, like annoying era, uh, where he's like, I, oh yeah, I found this device, this doodad in the TARDIS. It was in a drawer next to 40 Danish kroner and something else that was very zany, probably like a monkey or something. I was kind of surprised that the line wasn't, I, I found it in a drawer next to an old dusty fez. Oh my god. And then it plays the, the 11th Doctor, like, uh, uh, leitmotif. The Is one there that one? sounds like, yeah, the one that sounds like Sonic 6 music. We've talked oh, the one where it goes, dun, dun, like dun. the fuse, he's a rocket and he's ready to blow! It's the one that's like, dun, 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 Oh. <laughs> um... Remember when he Matt Smith, this world. Remember when Matt Smith had his bow tie in a special bow tie box with yeah, a golden it. glow when he opens yeah, it. Yeah, I, I found I found this doohickey behind twenty bow ties in in boxes. I uh, found this anyway. doohickey behind Donna's skeleton. Oh no! 
That's nice that he got to keep it at least. He keeps it in a drawer. That's nice. Uh he's on a he's on a prison boat outside of Scotland, so he's not far. Um and they're just gonna go deliver they deliver yeah, food. Yeah, he he's found like the schedule that they use to deliver the food onto the ship, so they're gonna they're gonna sneak in with the delivery. Um not as the food, as the delivery staff. Yeah. But anyway. Um it would be pretty funny though if they <laughs> They, they went in, as the food. They met Matt Lucas as like a like a big roast turkey. Yeah, they like, they both like they each put an apple in their mouths <laughs> and just <laughs> just lie down on a big platter. So uh, this whole once again this whole episode is is uh, is uh, uh, Bill narrating to her her dead. Yeah, mom. and I didn't like that. I, it's there, weird. There, there was too much of it, and yeah. also it sounded like. I, I don't know if the Bill narration was like a last minute, we need to make this all like kind of tie together because it's not clear what's going on. But it sounded like she was using like a bad microphone. <laughs> it was like weirdly tinny. She was on her phone. <laughs> so they're on the boat. They're wearing... <laughs> Bill, Bill did all of her narration on speakerphone <laughs> while <laughs> they driving. Ca- they called her in. Uh they're all like they're in like black outfits you know like what you wear when yeah, you make a delivery really, you dress really up like a cool. you dress up like a burglar before you make your delivery <laughs> um and then there's a part dressed like burglars there's a part uh, that melts my brain a little bit uh coming up where she's like okay now we didn't factor in you know we don't have our security id my security yeah, she ID says, says like the like one a, thing we're worried about it, it'll all be fine as long as they don't do a random check for our papers. And then the guard goes, random check for your papers. And then they're like, oh, God, how are we going to get out of this one, Scoob? And then they get out of this one because the monks walk in. And then the guy mm. just kind of forgets. And then, Well, I think I think it, di- it did kind of make sense because the, the guard is distracted as one of the monks walks in. And it just, like, kind of gets up in their faces, then leaves. And, it's and then creepy. it's like, and then he's like... He's like he's like all right back back to work we gotta we gotta the, get this moving the so monkey like he forgets about the spot check can't wait to eat all that delicious food you're bringing Mm-mm-mm. I don't think it's for the monk it's for the monk what do you think they don't eat <laughs> they gotta eat what is their motivation they gotta besides eat. what is their monk's motivations besides searching the galaxy for planets to get That's unforgettable a great meals question. That's a great question I what think the they just want to be loved I th- <laughs> And it's sad because apparently we'll get more into why they do this, but it seems like the way that they like conquer planets is by helping people as like a foot in the door. I feel like they could just go help people. Just go help people. Just go be nice and maybe you don't need to take over the planet. Maybe people will just welcome you in because you're helpful. But people see our faces and they get all freaked out. Oh, man. It's Uh, not my fault God made me look like this. So Bill and Nardle... They slip away and they start sneaking around the hallways. They they hear the doctor's voice kind of muffled from a ways away and they follow it and they find his room, which is unlocked. Oh, uh, I they did they did uh, kind of hand wave away the question of security earlier, which was like the ship is full of armed guards to keep the doctor in. But the monks are so confident that they don't need to worry about people resisting them, that they don't have security on the outside which is why they're able to just sneak right in. Um, I always, so they go into I the doctor's room, which is unlocked. Yeah, they just walk in. He's giving, doing one of his messages. I don't uh, I don't think he was. I think he was just sitting there. <laughs> he was T-posing, waiting for Bill to show up. Yeah. 
Uh, so Bill says, Doctor, it's me! And he stares at her for a second and then says, Guards! Guards! Get her! Get her! And Bill goes, What? what, 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 what? what? Oh, he, he calls the monk is, monks and he gives like a four-word code sign of like, Epsilon, Tau, Delta, Sigma. Yeah, he, Sigma, he does have a little like red hotline phone for uh-huh. the monks, which uh, I do want to come back to that phone in a little bit. His funny phone? Um, I didn't. I didn't want to call it the funny phone as a zero to zero reference, but it is sort of a funny. The phone. doctor. The doctor. The, Bill is like, what? What the fuck? I've been looking for you, and I find out you're like working with the monks. And then the doctor goes goes uh, like fashy mode. Um, and he we says, should mention like, that there are like ten guys with guns pointed. Oh at yeah, at there's so many dudes as cool guns. Um, he says that like Rome was super cool because they conquered people and then they got rid of war. Um, yeah, he, he turns into a statue right before her eyes. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, humanity is regressing, the monks will move people forward, and Bill is like, what the heck, you you made me write a 3,000 word essay on free will, and he says, humanity lost the right also, to free will. Also, you didn't turn it in. If you had- Yeah, if you which, had t- which she, does, she does say, yeah, but the world was being invaded by monks. He says, and whose fault was that? And we'll, we will we'll get, get more of this later, we but- have a, yeah. Bill seems to have been the one who the, uh, who invited them here. He's like, I never asked for my sight back. Um, yeah, so I guess Bill got the monks to fix his eyes, and then I the monks so. were like, cool, this okay. will be our planet now. <laughs> um, and then he's like, you're lucky that they're, these guys are actually nice, unlike the Daleks. I wish so the, true. I wish the Bill had, uh, that Bill had gone to the Daleks for help. I wish that we... <laughs> I wish that we had gotten a scene of the monks this, dancing in a little colorful room, like in Remembrance of the Daleks. This episode exactly the same, but it's a Daleks episode, and this is their new strategy: is that they put <laughs> they insert the "We have always been here, helping appreciate, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate." Welcome to the moon, Mister Armstrong. It is an honor. Uh, so yeah, he's you know the doctor is like. Yeah, they're messing with history, which I don't like, but they're bringing peace and order, which is more important. And Bill says, you know, Doctor, this reminds me of when we found that big fish in Paris under the Seine. And I was like, I see that one. That's wrong. I've seen that one. The doctor glares at her for a second and then turns to the guards and says, she's trying to signal to me. She's giving me an opportunity to betray all of you. Because she knows that I know that that's not the real thing, but but no, Bill, this is this is for real. He says, "I I, I need you to understand that this is real." Uh, and Bill is horrified. She doesn't like it. Um, and then she's like, "I've been resisting their lies for six months. I've been doing it for you in hopes that I could find you and that we could fix this together. But I can see now uh, how things really are." So she grabs. A gun from one of the dudes, which I you can do, um, you can just do that. And then she's like, "The doctor, the doctor has told them all not to shoot. He uh-huh. has told them all to lower their guns at this point." Uh, she grabs a gun, she points it at him, and she's like, uh, "She's like, you know, with you helping." She says, the "Like monks, this is this yeah. is your last opportunity to reveal that you're still good." Like, I if if this is your if this is all part of your plan, and I'm ruining your plan. That's fine. We'll just come up with a new one, but you need to tell me 
that you are not actually working with them. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm totally working with them. And then she shoots yes, him he says, several this times. This is not a trick. This is not a plan. I have joined the monks. And uh, Bill sh- fucking quadruple taps him. She, you, she, you see the Call of Duty kill symbol. She double taps uh-huh. each of his hearts. You get to see the kill cam where he get, you see it from his perspective. And then he regenerate. He, start, he the like regeneration glow starts blasting out of him. And then, uh. Yeah, he, he, now he's T-posing. Now he's T-posing as the regeneration gold glow from the Thomas the Tank Engine, Thomas and the Magic, uh, Railroad or whatever. I would is. love to know because <laughs> the, the, we have not seen many regenerations yet. Uh huh. Uh, the only, the only time I think that I've actually seen a doctor regenerate, cause we saw, uh, River Song regenerate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lest we forget. She liked it. It was great. <laughs> But the only time I've actually seen the Doctor regenerate, I'm pretty sure, was the super old, like, archived clip from the Lost serial where the first Doctor regenerates. And that one, they just, like, crossfade him into Patrick Troughton. I oh, yeah, Patrick Troughton got fascinated to <laughs> Patrick know. Patrick Troughton got incredibly crossfaded that day, yes. At, at, one, at what point did the regeneration become a giant uh arms outstretched like Jesus on the cross gold glittery explosion. <laughs> I I have to guess it was probably in New Who. Uh anyway, uh Yeah, so Jody's here. Jody's here. I didn't Early think Jody that they would stress. do it like two thirds of the way through the season. No, what actually happens is the doctor stops doing that and then everybody starts applauding. Everyone starts clapping and laughing. So I have two things to say. Number one, what the fuck? If this, he, it's, it was a test all along. Um, did it really need to go that far? Do you think this might be What I'm really curious about is how bit? did he make it look yes. like he was regenerating? Um, and now I have to come to my unfortunate, uh, my unfortunate new piece of Doctor Who lore, which is that this is how Time Lords come. Um, and they can do it on By command. getting shot four times? No, they can just release that that glow whatever they want and it feels oh yeah also he didn't get shot that's right they were blanks they were blanks oh speaking of them being blanks so so no we need to talk about this the doctor can just blast golden light out of his hands and legs and arms and face whatever he wants yeah he can just do it do you think he's been holding on to that since he became capaldi do you think it feels good when you do you think that's like a time lord sneeze i mean they scream in agony is it not not screaming in ecstasy <laughs> I don't. Do you think, think it? So. I bet it feels so good to just let that stuff out. I mean, in the tenth Doctor, when he was being well, gold, he was he was like he was being killed. He it was like dead. This is this is not dead. This is he was just doing it for fun. He could just do it whenever he wants. So this is this is like if I. Without being shot or murdered, if I just started exploding blood out of my body. That's not blood. That's regeneration energy. It's like radiation. I bet it feels fucking great. I bet it feels like ten times better than a sneeze. Kylex Y reference, I began to feel wonderful. I bet it feels so good. I, I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes... It feels as good as Kyle XY pissing his pants in the pilot. The experience of being killed is not fun, but... Letting off all of that, that golden energy. Oh man, it sucks that I'm being killed, but at least I, really I finally wish, get to I really release my golden glow. Which I could do whenever I want, by the way. I just, you know, if you do it too much, 
you know, it becomes a little... That sucks, though. I feel like that would just create sort of a psychological, physiological association with the feeling of being shot there four times are with a time gun. Lords, there are Time Lords who die early deaths because they just can't stop forcing regeneration so they can feel the glow again, and then they only get 13 tries, and Stephen Moffat so you, isn't So there. you think that on Gallifrey, this, this is like this a is like... sort of conservative movement of, like, do <laughs> yes. not regenerate until it's after called, marriage. It's, it's called r slash no glow. And they go on there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so the doctor says, uh, like, uh, oh, yeah, Nardle is like, oh, the regeneration was a nice touch, sir. And he, like, grumbles jokingly at Richard the guard. He's like, what What was that? Asking for our papers. And Richard was like, sorry, man. Oh, you, I couldn't resist. Your face was so funny. And the doctor explains to Bill why he's done this. He says... I, I knew that the monks had to be doing something to sort of psychically control the population for all this time, and I needed to be absolutely sure that they didn't send you here to test my loyalty. Which doesn't make any sense, because Nardle was the one who found her. I don't understand why it needed to go this far. It went too far. It went it's, too far. I, I put in the Discord, I think this is one of the worst things we've seen the Doctor do to a companion. I think this is worse than how he almost killed her in Oxygen. <laughs> I do! Why does he keep doing this to Bill? I don't know! Why is he so horrible to her? And then he, at but the yeah, end he has the in, nerve to be like, oh, Bill, don't die! That's the, This is the thing, is in Oxygen, it was, I thought it was fun because it was un- it was like that's not cool man don't don't bring your student here and put her in danger like this this is like emotional manipulation right. i know that they like justify it by saying like i re- i had to i really what really is, had to, is, but is, it just it didn't it felt bad it was unpleasant to watch and it made me dislike the and you doctor. know what it was it's it's the difference between Bill, I'm so sorry, you're gonna have to suffer in the vacuum of space for a bit, but I will put my helmet on you to save you because I feel terrible that the, that I put you in this situation. Versus, Bill, I'm going to force you to, like, while crying, shoot me four times to kill me because you think I've turned evil. And then when I reveal the ruse, we're all I'm going to laugh. Fuck you. What you what yeah, it's idiot. the fact that he doesn't seem to feel at all bad about it. That Yeah, I, I did not like this scene. I don't like that he's been doing this to her. I would have liked it a lot more if he had actually been brainwashed. I think the coolest thing this episode of could have done is had the doctor be brainwashed and Bill has to save the day. And also, yeah, if Bill, if if Bill, Bill had did... saved him and had to like reprogram him somehow, or if that Bill would have did... been way more satisfying than the doctor clapping and laughing as he reveals that he tricked and trolled her. Or if B- early Whitaker Strat's real, this is just the episode where Jody appears and Bill just, the reason she regenerates is that uh, Bill killed, killed the doctor. He's also not really apologetic at all. No, he and they never, and they don't talk about it again for the rest of the episode. No, he's just like, yeah, it was a, th- anyway, it was a test. Uh, you have to trust him. Uh, oh, and also when he called the monks, he was actually calling the kitchen. So he's like, I should go explain that to them. Uh, yeah, that's kind of funny, and he tells one of the guards, like, could you run down and explain it to them, because they're probably really confused they're busy why making a big, Epsilon, Theta, 5, whatever. They're making a But that does feast. mean that he has a red hotline phone that calls the kitchen. <laughs> he wants them to bring him his favorite dish, which is... Epsilon, Theta. Fish fingers and custard. 
I still don't know that reference. Uh, I I heard him say it one time. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, there's also a little joke in here. Well, first he says uh, that what he's been he hasn't just been like sitting here for six months doing nothing. He's been recruiting the guards on the prison ship and deprogramming each of them one by one. So these guys are all on his side now. And he says, also those bullets were blanks. And then one of the guards says, oh yeah. Hey Sam. Oops. Hey Sam. Uh huh. If the doctor has been recruiting and deprogramming people over these past six months, why didn't he just grab Bill? And then if she was brainwashed, he could have deprogrammed her too. Because, I mean, I hate to side with the doctor on this one, but Mm -hmm. he's on a prison ship. How would he have done that? I don't know. How did he get any of these other guys? They were on the ship. Oh, they were like the guards on the ship. These are the guards. I see. Yeah. They could have, he could have, he could have sent Nardal earlier. I think he, yeah, he probably could have. He, he, he got ten guards. He probably could have spent three months getting five guards. Um, and then but he's, Nardle, yeah. he mentions that Nardle helped come up with this idea, and Bill tries to punch him again, uh, so that's good. But then the doctor says, okay, now that we've got the team back together, we're we're going to go on the offensive. We need to reach out to the only person that I know who is almost as smart as me. And Nardle is like, oh my god. And it was at this point that I realized that I'm the biggest idiot in the world for not realizing who was in that vault. I'm so dumb. I should have done. I I didn't realize it. Oh, also, uh, people on the Discord have been yelling at me uh, that the, or maybe you said this on the podcast last week. The captions were probably wrong. It was he didn't a, say I I I I got a. He said like a something vault about to guard. a vault to God. He said it was Voltigar. No, he said I got yeah. a vault to guard. I've as, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the captions got that wrong. It's it said something. About, I've got a Voltigar. Um, so <laughs> got the doctor reenacts the end of Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, uh, Sons of Liberty, when he just rams a boat into yes, the. Yes, they're, they're like, "How should we? How should we get back to land?" And the doctor's like, "What do you mean?" And we cut to him like cackling with joy as he crashes this huge ship into the harbor, and there's like dock workers like wasn't running there, to safety. Wasn't there a history monk on the ship? I think it. I think it like flew in on a helicopter and presumably flew away. Oh, I would love to see one of these dudes wearing one of those helicopter I think, headsets. <laughs> I think we heard a helicopter landing when before the monk showed up. But anyway, yeah. So the doctor is just like killing people with a boat. They're sneaking around. They go back to the the university that the doctor teaches agricultural science at, and uh, Saint Luke's University. We got a name. They're sneaking around, and then they go to the vaults. Uh, and uh he's like okay this is what we got to do um and uh he opens the vault and it's a, a woman in there playing piano yeah i got jump scared the funniest thing that could possibly be in the vault is someone playing the famous theme song from ambition it's a real song sam i know it's a real song but i can't hear it without remembering <laughs> ambition <laughs> fair i'm gonna blow us all to hell the only only person almost as smart as me ted hartrick have we seen this woman before did we see we have seen her i think twice in one of those like next time ons no we we have seen her in two episodes but they were very short like like mysterious appearances of her so the first time I think that we saw her she was, wearing an eye patch. was in um it was in the caretaker 
No, I think the caretaker was the second time we saw her. But she was in quote unquote heaven. That's they what I was going to ask if she was if she if this was the lady from heaven. The other time that we saw her was at the very end of In the Forest in the Night, in the Forest of the Night rather. She was like sitting and watching on a monitor right. as they like got the trees to save Earth, and she was like, "Hmph." So the rundown of what's in the vault, and I'm glad we have an answer, and it's not as funny as the Shadow of the Hedgehog, unfortunately, <laughs> is that uh, the the master who's now regenerating to the mistress, uh, or Missy for short. They call her Missy. Get it? Um, we've we've seen the master a couple of times. For anyone who's no, not familiar only with the character of the master, we've only seen the master in classic Who episodes, and the master is a time lord. Uh, he's the other remaining time lord. He's, uh, the, he's the Doctor's arch nemesis. And both times we've seen him in classic Doctor Who episodes, he has entered the scene by taking off a mask Scooby-Doo style and revealing, like, he wears uh, other people's... Did, hmm? did he have a... Yes. Oh, that's right! He Yeah, he was disguised as, like, a slimy, slimy. corpse in Time Flight. Yeah, and then he takes off his Scooby-Doo mask and he goes, Ah, it is me, Doctor! The Master! The best one... The best one was in the third Doctor serial, The Mind of Evil, where he's wearing, like, a full prosthetic face as, like, a like a mechanic in a jumpsuit, and he just takes it off and he's wearing a suit underneath. My other favorite thing about the Master that we've seen from classic Doctor Who, and I don't know if this is carried on through other episodes or anything, but it's that his TARDIS is a pillar, and you enter it by walking behind the pillar. Yes, we saw it in one episode where his TARDIS was like a Roman pillar. But anyway, pillar. Uh, the Master, is, I, this is Boston yeah, era, yeah. the, the Master is like, uh, the Master is like fucking Moriarty from Sherlock, where the Master is like, Oh, I killed a city, I blew up a whole city to see what the clouds looked like. Ha ha, hee hee, I'm crazy. Yeah, Bill is like... This is what's in the vault? This is just a woman. I thought it was a monster. And the doctor says, is. she is. Apparently, uh, I guess, I guess the, the master is in rehabilitation to yes, become a good guy. He explains guy. that she, because he's, she's not just in the vault. She is playing piano in a, like, laser cell in the center of the vault, which is, the vault itself is just like That's a big like a room big with room. some chairs and stuff. Uh, but she's in this cell playing piano, and he says that sh- he's keeping her in here so that she can go cold turkey from evil, basically, is the idea. Being evil is a hell of a drug. Um, and we kind of, it seems, as we see more of her in this episode, it seems like she's on board with that Yeah, plan. it seems like maybe even she asked for this, or once. Yeah, it un- unclear if she asked for or, it, or if he, like, captured her, but... or. Uh-huh. It's part of her master plan, and she's faking it this whole time. Her master plan. Her master plan. Her missy her mis- her mis- her plan. Um, yeah, okay, so I wanted to say, because, you know, we've, we've encountered the master a couple of times, and he's always, he's always doing something nefarious. In Time Flight, he was, like, trying to take control of an ancient alien race that was, like, super powerful and had a lot of, like, knowledge in their brains. I can't believe you remember In that. The Mind of Evil, he's trying to take control of a machine that can kill people. Like, okay, sure. The stuff that we hear that the Master yeah, has allegedly is... done in this 
He's like the most violent murderer yeah, he's just, in the galaxy. This is, this is uh, I know Stephen Moffat didn't write this episode, but he did run the show, so I'm sure that he had a hand in like what the master is like, where he uses his favorite word. His favorite word, his favorite thing that he loves so much is when people are psychopaths, and he loves that word so very much, and he loves to call people psychopaths. So I bet that when he, they were like, what should the master be like? He, he pokes his head around the corner. Hmm? I like the idea that he poked his head around the corner. Not that this is a a larger storyline of a season that he was in charge of. And he's just like, what if the Master was a psychopath? Hmm? Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Master is evil. I'm sure that we'll see more of the Master being but very evil but in the future. But, but there's other ways that characters could be evil besides, like, I killed your grandma because she coughs too loudly. God, that's <laughs> so sick. That's so is that from Sherlock? Hmm. Uh, he, I did. He did blow up an old woman one time because she said that he had a nice sounding voice. Who did Moriarty? Moriarty did. Okay, I wasn't. Sorry. It sounded specific enough that I assumed that it was true. No, Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat did it. Anyway, so Missy says that yes, I have. I have encountered the monks before. I did. I did think it was kind of funny when when she's like, uh, "Yeah, I've I've had a lot of adventures that don't involve you. I'll have you know, I've I had my own evil twisted companions. Uh, <laughs> I've had we go around and we do little misdeeds and crimes." That's fun. I I I would love I would it if love... the master had some evil companions. Oh, that'd be really great. It's like when it's like when they when Zatch Bell meets his evil version of himself. Ah, yes, Zatch Bell. Yeah. Yes. When there's a when there's an evil Zatch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Keo. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just I'm just thinking about all of our listeners who are nodding along with the yes. I remember Zatch Bell. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, if you if you remember Zatch Bell, write into our email address that we don't have. You can leave us, send us an ask on Tumblr about our favorite Momodo. That's right, Miyamoto. Nope. Okay, I was right the first time. Anyway, so she says, uh, before I tell you how I defeated the monks, I have some requests: new books, a particle accelerator, a three D printer, and a pony. <laughs> <laughs> She says another annoying thing here because uh, oh, the doctor's the like, the... you're not cooperating, Missy. And she's like, please, the fact that I'm here at all shows that I'm cooperating. If I wanted to break out, I'd already be out. I once built a gun out of I think that they let. I think that, like, Stephen, speaking of him poking his head around the corner, I do think that he wrote this dialogue. This doesn't feel like the classic writing of, of, uh, of Timmy, Timmy uh, Whithouse or whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, this sounds I, like this. I, I mean, I don't know. This is <laughs> this is annoying era dialogue for sure. Which I yeah, I was I was kind of under the impression that C- series ten was no longer part of the annoying era and it was its own thing. But well, this is the thing is like something that bothered me about this episode is that it it was annoying and the writing was like funny random, but it wasn't like enough. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like ooh spicy that sucks. It was just like oh shut up. Yeah, I know. It's it's like t- it just felt tired. It just felt like you need to stop this. This isn't fun. This isn't yeah, it's not even particularly like aggravating. It's just like, oh, I built a gun out of leaves. Hey, hey, give me a pony. Shut up. Uh you're just you're just being an asshole. <laughs> just shut the up. The doctor's like, "Hey, Bill, this is the this is Missy. She's a time lord. She has a a big pillar somewhere." Um, 
and uh, oh oh oh, I remember. Oh, this. We're, we're skipping back to the beginning of yeah, this. Yeah, I, I was. I just got. I got. I fell back in my notes. Uh, the 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 the. <laughs> no, you fell back in my notes. notes. How dare you? <laughs> Listen, I can't even take notes because I watch these at work. Um, oh, also, I didn't tell you another fun thing. I have to watch these episodes. I work from home. I do everything at work. I I have to watch these episodes on my phone now. Oh no! So that's the only way I can watch Doctor Who anymore. Uh, timing wise, I have to watch it on my phone. Um, I love my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you should leave. Reference. The, I think you should leave reference for the day. Uh, okay, so the so so. What we find out is that in order for the, the history monks to take over, they have to get a foothold on the planet. They have to find a person who needs their help, help them, and then they establish a permanent psychic link uh, with the person who they helped. And then that link... Yeah, that person is referred to as the linchpin. Uh, that link propagates through their, like, bloodline. Yes, which, the, the linchpinism is genetic. Which now I'm thinking uh, also, about the the ultimate way to foil the history monks is if the person who wants them to show up is like, oh, why can't I get a girlfriend? <laughs> but that's not the request that they have. Because oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you said this. the The request has to have there's there can be no ulterior motive. It has to be like a, a an ask for help from for a, somebody from an else's innocent sake. child or Bill and or Bill. Yeah, and the doctor also realizes that the the statues that the monks have been putting everywhere are actually signal boosters. Oh, hey, this is funny. That, like, As translate the brain waves of the the linchpin, which I guess contain like gratitude for the monks, when the and it outputs that gratitude to the whole planet. We're making this conversation a lot less annoying than it was in the show, <laughs> because in the show, what's happening is the doctor is uh, Missy is lounging on a piano, going cold, icy, hotter, oh, caliente. Oh, that means hot in oh, Spanish. God, fucking that one. Ooh, that one stung. Ooh. Uh, you're literally on fire. You're exploding right now. Oh, shit. yeah, you're glowing gold and releasing. Um, there is, a, there is somewhere in the middle of this. There is a part that I that I did like where uh, Missy gets kind of angry and is like, "You left me alone down here for six months." And Bill is like, "You left her alone for six months," and he's like, "I was in prison." Yeah, that's no excuse. I don't know what to tell you. Um. <laughs> So, Bill says, how did you defeat the monks when you encountered them? And she says, well, there was only one living descendant of the linchpin, a little girl, so I pushed her into a volcano. Oh my (laughs) god, that's so twisted! Wow. And then they're like, wait, but that would mean I had me, Bill, I asked him to come here and fix your eyeball. Reveal if it wasn't obvious. I mean, (laughs) as ever, it would be, it's not even a twist. Like a normal viewer would already know this, but they confirm for us. uh, In case you're watching, they're like, in case anyone's watching this in random order for some reason. Please don't. That that's a disclaimer. We that we never talk about it. There's a disclaimer on every episode. Don't watch this. Just watch this in order. Um. So yeah, Bill is like, it's me. I'm the linchpin. Do I have to die? And Missy says, well, if you die, you'll just leave like a big memory hole in everyone's brains. So ideally, your brain will be killed, but you will, your body will still be alive. We'll put you in every mirror. How does that sound? (laughs) We'll put you into the event horizon of a black hole. We'll put you Um, in the Satan pit. We'll make you a scarecrow. (laughs) Forgot about that one. 
and the doctor is like, Missy, how could you even suggest something so horrible? Clearly you haven't changed at all. And Missy's like, hey, I, you know I want to change. That's why I just saved the world by telling you this. And if you're, she says like, your, your understanding of good is vain and sentimental. And if you want me to start seeing things that way, I'll be down here for a long, long time. I mean, I can't. So they go back to the secret hideout, which is on an old train that has not appeared in the it's episode the, so far. It's, it's a train covered in question marks. It's a blue train covered in question marks. <laughs> it's the, it's the who train. Um, we've, I would love that. I would I mean, love if that's, the doctor that's had the hideout in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Why can't about, the doctor have a train? I was just thinking about Assassin's Creed Syndicate and like it just circles around London in his big yeah. funny blue train that has a little, a little flat car. A big, a big blue train that is, that is going around London in the shape of a question mark. The TARDIS is built into the caboose and it can detach whenever he needs to go on an adventure. Well, the caboose is always detached. That's how they do the question mark. <laughs> It's got a, it's like trailing well behind the the train. <laughs> God, it's got a little booster on the back. Please so get, it can the, keep up please the, rest get of the, the doctor a train. He'd love that. Um, well, he has one now. Yeah. I I don't know why that. This felt weird. Like I don't know if this was if this was like a movie. I would be like, oh, they must. There's got to be a deleted scene where where we come to this train. Because it's just this one scene. They have a hideout on an old train, and it's never really addressed why they are here. So, but yeah. they just go to this old train, and uh, the doctor's like, "Well, that was a waste of time." Bill's like, "Oh like, bullshit! You knew you wanted to find me because you knew I was the person who had to die to like get rid of the monks." And he's like, "No." The doctor argues, wrong. "No, I I wanted you to be by my side because it's the safest place to be," and. Uh, Bill is like, well, I have that's about, exactly what the monks would I like, have about is for me to be kept I have about 150-something episodes of evidence against the point that being next to the Doctor is a safe place. <laughs> I think maybe maybe the most dangerous place in the entire universe is directly next to wherever the Doctor currently is. <laughs> yeah, the it's the safest place in the universe, the vacuum of Just space. Just ask Donna's bones in the TARDIS drawer how how, how that worked out for her. Can you imagine Nardle's like going through the drawer and he finds an old skeleton and he's like, ugh, and he like throws it in the garbage. <laughs> the doctor comes back where's and he's like, Donna? what did you do? Where's Donna? What did you do? Uh, so yeah, Bill says like, the monks would love it if you kept me safe. That's like the best thing that could possibly happen besides me getting pregnant a bunch of times and having a bunch of kids. She doesn't say that, but it's true. Doctor, and- if I ever have kids, I need you to hunt down and kill all my children. <laughs> Jesus. Push them into a volcano, hee hee. Hee hee. Uh, so, the doctor just changes the subject. He looks at a map of London and says, I have an idea. Let's break into the cathedral that the monks are using as a headquarters. He calls it a cathedral. It is a pyramid. I thought it was going to be, like, built into, like, St. Paul's or something. But I guess they couldn't have... Well, I have a hmm? I have a little trivia note here about the precedent for a big pyramid in London. Yeah, the best pro shop they tried to build there, Yeah. In the 1800s, there was a shortage of burial grounds in London available, and an architect named Thomas Wilson proposed a 90-story pyramid called the Metropolitan Sepulchre, which would have room for 5 million corpses. I love big, stupid architecture projects so much. It's like bad, big... Like, imagine if you lived in London and the biggest building that you could see was a big pyramid that had five million dead bodies in it. And that was like... He was so psyched about it. There was a quote from him where he where he was like, 
uh, it'll it'll only be a matter of centuries before people will be clamoring to build another. <laughs> you need to read some people. Yeah, they didn't do it. I don't know why. I don't know if people like this one, but it's actually one of my favorites. Uh, Pyramids by Terry Pratchett in the Discworld series is just about like a an ancient Egyptian society type deal where the people are basically just addicted to building pyramids they cannot stop themselves from building <laughs> pyramids they build is that in a particular uh no it's it's, it's its own book i really like it yeah. it's, it's pretty funny um, i'm reading guards guards now oh, guards guards is so good anyway uh so they built the, they <laughs> what was that guy's name thomas something uh, Wilson. Thomas Wilson is is clapping and laughing in heaven right now as he as he cheers <laughs> on the history. Maybe they gave him the idea because they've always been here throughout history. He was he was the the original linchpin. <laughs> Though I will say this pyramid. I just is, wish there was some way that we could build this pyramid. It's not for me. Help. It's for the dead people of London. We can help. It's us, the monks. This is what we sound like. <laughs> uh, we never do hear them talk, but I imagine that that is how the they doctor talk. says. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna just use my very cool brain to fix the signal and tell people that the monks aren't real. And then he says, "Oh, yeah, and also because... while I'm there, I'll make I'll get rid of the two biggest problems with society. Number one, racism. Number two, people who talk in movie theaters. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah. Num- number three is like sexism, but he's like, well, you know." If if I got time for two, mm-hmm. I only got time for two. Anyway, I I started making that joke, but then I was like, I don't know if I necessarily like the idea, <laughs> even as a joke of like ranking the bigotries. So let's move on from that. Uh, so they go to the big pyramid with their cool army soldiers, and 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 this is one of those things that I'm always like, you know, is the Doctor Batman? Does he have a no kill rule? Um, because he never Not this one he doesn't. never seems to have any problems with making other people do killing. And also, also, true. I was thinking about except except Jody. Jody didn't want anyone. No to kill killing, anyone. only locking people in eternal hell prisons forever. Uh, but I was thinking because you know some of these people unfortunately will perish at the hands of the of the cool guys, the cool monks. Oh, well. uh, and and I just I love when he's like, "No, Bill, we can't let you die. No, one human shall die in the process of." Uh, he never says that. He just says, <laughs> he "I just care says, about this." No, one. not I Bill. care about this one enough that I don't want her to die. I will say that is in character for it especially is. this doctor who literally says, "I don't really like humans, but some of them are cool, like Bill." It's like the end. That's like the beautiful sentiment at the end of this episode. It's like humans, seven billion people. I hate six billion nine hundred ninety nine million of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I like this moment here where Nardole is like peeking out of this window at the pyramid, and he's like, "All right, Doctor, there's uh, there's about twelve monks guarding." Wait, the place there's that only twelve monks in there. And the Doctor says, "Count again," and he looks again, and there's actually none. There's no monks in there. Yeah, and we learn that uh, the closer you get to this facility, the stronger the brain machine gets. Um, this was the thing that I didn't like about this episode uh, is that the we're we're in the middle of this tension of like what are they going to do about Bill? Like, is this going to be the episode where Bill has to sacrifice herself? Yeah, I thought Bill was going to die. And he song. just changes the subject, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure there's a machine in that pyramid." And then we just cut to the pyramid, and he's like, "I was right about the machine." Right, the, in the master pyramid. says, it's "Like, oh, the great. master okay, says, thanks. the only way to stop it is to kill the linchpin." But apparently, you could also break their machine. 
Oh, I, I don't know why I didn't oh, think about that. I don't know if we actually said that his specific plan is to plug himself yeah, into the machine he's got a really to transmit. Cool, he's got a really big, cool brain. Yeah, he makes a joke about how like he's going to break the machine and without being as smart as Big Brain is. There's the, all of the cool troops that we salute are wearing headsets with tape. Uh, like with cassettes. Yes, okay, this is so stupid because they, I, 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 they have like noise canceling headphones plugged into cassette players. Of Bill and the doctor's like, "This is where you come in, Bill," but it's not because they're just mm-hmm. listening to pre-recorded looping cassettes of Bill saying, I'm be like, honest, "The monks are bad." I don't even know why Bill came here with them. Why did he bring her? Well, well I guess because it's the safest place in the world oh, yeah. standing right well, next thinking, to him when the monks are shooting force yeah, lightning at it's you. It's so safe to be anywhere in the same zip code as the doctor. Uh, yeah, so it's just like Bill on a cassette. I don't know why it was a cassette, but whatever. Uh, like He li- he likes some analog. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, cassettes are famously very hard to destroy with, with force lightning. Um... <laughs> Uh, Bill being like, monks are only here six months. <laughs> yes, the recording is, yeah, Bill just repeating, like, the monks have only been here for six months. They have manipulated our history and our memories. Do not forget, they the there will be a brain thing that will try to trick you into thinking that they are your friends, but we are here to stop them. The doctor is your friend. Do what the doctor says, etc., and they get inside, and the monks are there, and a few guys get killed with Doesn't force matter. lightning. Oh no, I'm sad. Uh, one of the guys leaps out of the way of the force lightning, and a stray bullet hits his cassette player. There is kind of a funny shot where he, it's like a war movie where he's like looking down at his stomach, hell, and he's like, no, like no, like trying to push the cassette tape back into the cassette. It's like a, a Simpsons-style joke or something, like, like oh my god, I'm so sad, my cassette player got Very out got of place, shot. I'll say. Yeah, not it didn't make any sense. Um, it's conceptually funny, but really weird that it happened in the middle of all of this. So they go... Uh, but yeah, they're, they're like... It's even more war movie, though, because... They're they're like because they've got the noise canceling headphones. It's like the sound is all washed out, and he's like, "I'm hit," and they they like can't hear him. It's but anyway, they get to the room with the machine because the doctor was right about the thing. There's that a machine. Just kind of spitballing about. There's one dude in there who's like hooked up to it, and he looks even more nasty than the rest of the monks. He's like the head nasty monk. Yeah. Um. And then oh. Uh, the guy this, whose cassette broke pulls yeah. his gun on the doctor and says, You tricked us. You and said that, that the monks are bad, but they're good. We like the monks. I'm going to kill you, doctor. And then before he can, uh, Nardle, he falls over and Nardle goes, uh, Tarovian neck pinch. Ha ha. Anyway, let's trek on, Fuck shall you! We? God damn it. I, also, did, did John Pertwee doctor study Tarovian martial arts? I know he studied some kind of martial oh, arts. Oh, yeah, I think he did do something with, like, a neck pinch. He Well, yeah, he always did, like, neck pinch, but I don't remember if it was Tarovian martial arts or if it was some it other might kind be. of be. Should I look it up right now? If you really want to. I'll look it up right now. Mm, no, actually, no, this is first mentioned in this The Lie of the Land, and second and final mentioned in Prose, Plague City. <laughs> Well, we'll have to wait till we do that pros podcast to learn more about Tarovian martial arts. Yeah. Um, so 
the we we go in the room. Uh, oh, uh, somebody mentioned uh, who was it? In yeah, it was Ironicus. Uh, Ironicus mentioned that they ADR this line in because it happened in like uh, was it like 2017 or something? Yeah, like so, so it was out. 2017, and so as, as they Pete, walk into the brainwashing chamber, you hear Peter Capaldi definitely not in the actual episode audio, again on say. speakerphone while driving. He says, "Here we are, fake news central." <laughs> We're He's going to learn today about a powerful lesson about resisting. Hamilton. I can't. <laughs> I don't remember what Peter Capaldi... He's Scottish. I can't do a Scottish accent. Uh, they're, all, they're all from Liverpool. I feel like... I, I, in my life outside of the podcast, I feel like I've done a pretty good Peter Capaldi voice, but then I always think you about it, it and realize that it's actually a Christopher Lloyd voice. <laughs> Marty! Bill! Uh, so anyway, Bill, they walk into the room and the first thing that Bill does is remove her headphones. She does it like slowly and cautiously, but why'd you do that? Why would but you then do it that? it turns out that there's an eye of the storm effect in this oh, room. Oh, that's lucky because it would have been really bad if Bill had taken off her noise. Hey, I love the history and it wasn't marks. the eye of the storm. Very cool. Uh, so the doctor, uh, the doctor is like, okay. Here we go. And then he the touches monk is wearing like a shiny metal headband thing. He touches it and he says "gagu." The monk seems to be like unconscious. Yeah. When it's oh, and doing there's this. TVs of all of the like historical photographs that they reverse Trotskyed themselves into. Um, and when the doctor touches him head, he goes ah, and then all of the all the the history monks disappear. But then they come back even more. There's even Would- more of them. Would you and did you say that he says Gagu? Oh, of course he said Gagu, and I did already say that. And it, once again, I think you just don't listen to me when we record this. No, I do, I do listen, Jordan. <laughs> I have a theory that you just, whenever I talk, you just, you turn off. <laughs> Look, first of all, I do listen to you when we talk. Second of all, I listen to you twice because I also edit. Yeah, you so tell So I actually him. listen to you more than you listen to me, so fuck you. You get to hear all the times where I say a thing and then you just, you just ignore it. Um, yeah, but then I then I hear myself not notice go, ah. it on the, in the edit when I'm editing, and I feel bad about it. So there oh, you go. also the doctor f- fucking blasts backwards at the end, which was really funny. Yeah, he goes flying. The monks all reappear on the brainwash screens, uh, and he passes out. And when he wakes up, Bill has tied him up. That was pretty says, good. She says, "Sorry, doctor. I probably should have already killed myself, but I wanted to have a chance to say goodbye." And the doctor's like begging, like, no, 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 no please don't do it. give don't me another chance. I can, I can overpower the brain and, or we could like talk to Missy and come up with another plan. And she says, doctor, I don't, I don't want our last conversation to be this. And he says, well, I don't want this to be our last conversation. I was going to give you a way cooler death of this one. I like that line though. Yeah, I do too. I, 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 don't I, want I, I like the doctor. I like, I like the idea that the doctor, I don't know. It, there's something about, despite how much he puts her into peril, even more so than some other companions, I I feel like there's a real connection between the two of them. Yeah. Where, I don't, is it just because it's not romantic? Yeah, I, just I know, that's that genuinely really what I was going to say. It's just company. because he, it's, it's, I think it's just better because he isn't, like, incredibly horny for her at all times, like, uh, like Matt Smith was with, uh, with Clara, that was so so weird. 
Uh, the- it also feels like because we know that the doctor just loves to show people how smart he is, and he also loves to try to get people to be smarter. Maybe the fact that Bill is his student and has like a very inquisitive mind just makes them like really vibe and makes yeah, him. I like, think they really do really vibe. Her. Even and then that's why it makes me so mad that the doctor is <laughs> constantly doing horrible things uh, to her. Anyway, she uh, she. She goes to the to the to the the monk. Um, I also t- liked that she she says, uh, "Thank thanks for everything, Doctor. It was all worth it." Yeah, it was nice. She touches the monk's head, and um, and then it's like, "Oh God, they're they're taking her memories. She's gonna you're, die." You're, you're skipping over what I I guess was supposed to be like a cool final quip. Uh huh. I don't usually let someone erase my brain on the first date, but seeing as it's you, very. I weird feel like that must feel. be like a callback to their first adventure together or something, because that's a really weird line. Basically, what happens now is that Bill touches the monk head, and then she starts broadcasting a montage of her childhood. Yeah, she starts, and then and then, and then the monks come back, and then the monks are her mom, uh, and the doctor goes, "Oh no!" And then she like thinks back to talking with her mom earlier and then all of the monks disappear and now it's her mom on the moon with neil armstrong and her mom <laughs> at the white house and then now there will he just basically be a... the doctor basically realizes what she's doing he calls she's her a clever like a... brilliant girl oh yeah uh, clever count and one. he he says like her memories of her mom are so powerful and pure that there's nothing that the monks can do to inject themselves into those memories. It's a it's a window into a world without the monks. Bill's and mom has always been here. You must obey Bill's mom. This image of Bill's mom on the screen like literally grows angel wings. <laughs> he also he says something we'll keep an eye out for this plot point. He says something about like those pictures I gave you of your mom, which I is very uh-huh. very ominous sentence out of context. <laughs> And then, uh, and, and then, then he and ends it with the worst possible oh, this line. This line sucks shit. As we as we see people all over the world Ooh, no realizing that they've been deceived and turning on the monks. Bill's mom, you just went viral. <laughs> oh, this is don't know about that one. A, this is this is the start of his arc that is going to really come into to focus when he turns into Jody Whittaker. He's trying desperately, yeah, even, trying even to though it didn't really kids. happen. Releasing all the gold juice uh, did sort of get a, a little it Jody to stir started. inside of she's, him. She's beginning to awaken. She's gonna. He's gonna be like in the next episode. He's gonna be like, I made a Twitter. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that you get to rant for a full episode about how annoying you find emojis and then make a quip about going viral. <laughs> Bill, you need to add me on Snapchat. Anyway, they walk outside and everyone's broken free of the brainwashing. And he says, the monks will do what they, what oppressors always do when they lose their grasp on power. Run away. They get and hang- the pyramid takes off into space. Bye. They, I do love that the pyramid... The pyramid just blasts off. All the monks from around the world got in, and they hightailed it out of here, smoking. It's unclear how many monks there even were. I think that there was a line in the scene where Nardle was, like, hallucinating monks guarding like the place. Three where of he them? was like, the, a big part of the brainwashing is that the invading force is actually way smaller than anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. This is, this is like a... 
a, a race of like 15 guys who go around like mind controlling planets and then anytime the planet uh manages to break free of their mind control ah, they're shit. just like whoop gotta go and right, yeah. <laughs> just leave and go do it somewhere else um and that's it so all the dead people all the jumpsuits and all of the like signs that say like obey the cool monks they all just kind of get forgotten about yep bill and the doctor go back to the university and she's like i feel like this is very similar to his conversation with clara at the end of in the forest of the night Uh she's like so is this like a turning point for humanity when they realize how powerful resistance is hashtag And he says, nope, humanity, something, something. And one thing we know about something, something. Annoying Era is that Stephen Moffat, like, hates for people to remember when crazy things happened on Earth. Which is so funny because, because in the Rusty Era, Doomsday happened and characters and talk were, like, about it for the rest of the show. They're like, when the Daleks and Cybermen invaded it, fucking rules, too. I love it because it's like... But then uh, Moffat showed up and he was like, mm, no, actually, uh, humans, humans are, are so dumb... They just forget and, when the whole planet got taken over. They look at the and closet that is, and they say, why do we all have these gray jumpsuits? That is explained here where the doctor, like, calls out to a passing student and he's like, this is, like, extremely first episode of the newsroom where he's like, hey, dumb girl, he can literally you tell says, me girl a fact? A horrible, and she's like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know, any. know any facts. Yeah, he's like, what is this What is this wrecked statue that, that we're sitting on here? And she says, I think they were, like, filming something, but I don't know what, and I don't really care, because I don't have an inquisitive mind. And the doctor says, that's, that's okay, what I'm well, saying, tell me one more. Humanity one more never learns from its mistakes. Before you go, idiot girl, what comes after zero? And then she says, number one. Great. I had to. Sorry. Uh... But yeah, I guess it like that one woman just like woke up in a labor camp somewhere and they just like let her out and then got her a ticket back to go. Sorry, I, d- I literally don't know why we did that to you. And she's like, oh, God, yeah, that yeah, why is this so... Lab- why are we all in this labor camp? It, 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 this is the thing is I it's sort of gesturing at the Hitchhiker's Guide concept of the somebody else's problem field mm-hmm. where where it's like if you can't be bothered to try to understand this confusing thing, you'll just ignore it. But Doctor Who does not really feel like that fits here. No. So the idea that there have been, like, dozens of catastrophes across the planet over and over and over. The whole planet, by the way. And everyone on Earth is just like, eh. yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it was, like, a documentary or something. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone asked me to, like, sign a release, but I was definitely standing there next to the guy in the costume... What were we talking about? I gotta get to class. I'm like, humanity needs help. Something is, is really wrong is, with everyone. Like, this is such a consistent thing that it must be like, you know, Moffat as showrunner baked it into the fucking show Bible. Moffat they- heard, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, call humanity apes in one episode and he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, everyone is yeah. really, really stupid. <laughs> Oh, you know, because apes don't remember bad things that happen to them. That's it's a right. trait about apes. That's right. Uh, no. Apes oh, and then, cool. and then, uh, oh my god, this is the best part. So he's he's like, oh, humanity, you never learn from your mistakes. And then Bill's like, okay, I'll turn that paper in uh, later. And then he goes. He takes her coffee out of her hands. No more coffee. Oh, she's like, yeah. And then he says, 
He, this is, you know, he's got that, that, that regeneration sneeze he did. It's got, Jody is waking up and it, she says, why do you put up with humans if you hate us so much? And then he goes, Earth, seven billion humans. The Big Apple. The Big Apple. Some of them are like you. And then he, you know, turns back into Peter Capaldi and he says, most of them are assholes and I hate them. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes, hang out, hang, he goes to hang out with the only other person in the universe who hates humans as much as he does. I like that line when it's not romantic. I like I like that idea that the doctor's like I yeah, I find humanity frustrating, but I I just keep meeting people who I think are really cool and fun to hang out with. So I <laughs> that's why I protect humanity. I don't know. I I like that idea if he has to be a curmudgeonly asshole, which some is something my, that we do like about the Some of my best doctor. friends are human. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. This episode, I feel like if this was a better episode, I think that that line could have been, like, good. But yeah. as it is, it's like, oh, that's something in the middle of an the, episode. The thing that about I'm this like, episode nah. is it's hard for me to pinpoint, like, what exactly. I mean, I think it's got a pretty crazy premise. Just nothing but, about it really worked. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, there was just a lot of little things, I think, were the problem. Oh, and then we, we wrap up the episode. Um, I actually kind of liked this part. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, this was a cool. This was a cool scene. Uh, he's at the vault with with Missy, and she's like, she's like, she's kind of like having this problem where she wants to be a good person and like become not evil, but also she she remembers all of these horrible things she's done, and she's like, yes, crying and she's and, she's like, realizing that she remembered. Like, yeah. she she's like, I. I didn't know that I knew the names of the people I've killed, and I can't drown it out with with my with my evil anymore. I feel like she's yet, gonna just become evil to like get rid again to like get rid of that problem. I'm really curious how this is gonna wrap up because we have not heard any mention of her in the Thirteenth uh -huh. Doctor era. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I maybe mean, it'll just be fair, the classic Doctor Who fair, thing, where as soon as we're done with a character, they'll just fucking die. <laughs> to be fair, we also really haven't heard anything about the Master in any of the other episodes of the Doc of Doctor Who we've watched, besides the classic ones. That's not true. We've literally seen her twice before. Well, we didn't know that was her. We true. didn't know that was her uh, at all. So, but yeah, I I like this scene. She's she's like starting to cry as she's like getting hit with all the guilt of what she's done over the years and. She gets kind of mad at the doctor. She's like, "You." Oh, we should also mention that she's not in her cell. They're like sitting together in the larger room. I think they're just like. I think the doctor's just like reading a magazine and just like hanging out with her, which is weirdly kind of nice. I like that the doctor has a time lord buddy that he goes to hang out with sometimes, and she's in prison, and he and his literally his job is to make sure that she doesn't get out of prison. Kind of makes it is me, funny though yeah. to think that. All those times that we, well, I say all those times, at the end of Thin Ice, when we, like, cut to the door, and there's, like, a massive banging on the door, that was literally just her knocking on hey, the door really hard. Hey, where's that pony? Maybe he forgot to bring her food. <laughs> Maybe he forgot to feed her. He comes back, and she looks like a different guy, and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, shit, sorry. She's starved. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, she's like, she's like, you didn't tell me about this part of of the process and he's like i i'm sorry but this is a good thing and she just kind of cries and says like okay he's like a therapist uh that's it do you have a next time on i i forgot to watch it next again. time on doctor who it. doctor there were humans on mars back oh, I in did. victorian oh, I times did watch this no one. bill there weren't and there's ice warriors and Thank there's a God. guy named friday who wants to find the queen of the ice warriors and we see her head 
And then he's and then he's like so he loves those Ice Warriors. He's such a big fan of them. Um this episode is to me the definition of a C maybe a C plus. I think I think it's better than most episodes that are C's. Just in, I think I I liked some of the I like Bill acting. I like Bill a lot, and she was good in this one. And I actually thought that the stuff with the master at the end was pretty interesting, though she was kind of annoying uh, later. Um, I can't really necessarily justify this, but I think the things about this episode that were good, the fact that they were surrounded by things that just didn't work for me at all actually made it more frustrating (laughs) to watch. So... Weirdly, even though I think that this episode is better than a lot of episodes, this doesn't make any sense. But this is how it's I your, feel. It's your it's your rules. You do whatever you want. There are episodes that are worse than this, but the fact that this episode was better than them made me like it less. C minus. <laughs> I go C plus. Um, and now we have to hand out some. Da, 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 it gets it gets more half-assed every time. I'll probably just yeah, stop I mean, doing just, it. Just just like things that were fr- like Bill. Oh. Bill was prepared to sacrifice herself and die to save everyone. And there's, like, great acting from Pearl Mackey, and she's, like, crying and, sh- and like, hugging Nardle as she says goodbye to them. And it just didn't land at all, and that was really frustrating. I- we do have to give her the Companion Initiative Award. Oh, yeah. Um, we do have to give her oh, a gold we're star. Doing, we are doing, we are doing, award- you didn't, you just, like, went into Companion Awards with, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was really confused by that. Um, yeah, okay, gold star, like several, like three or five, three to five gold stars for six, one per month. Six, yeah, one star every month. Uh, companion initiative award for being prepared to sacrifice your life to save the world. Um, and I have a, I have a new, I have a new thing. Okay, I'm doing a thing. Shut up. Uh, it's if the doctor does something particularly egregious in an episode, he gets a, he gets a disbarment. <laughs> <laughs> I wait. I think disbarring is for lawyers. Oh yeah, sorry, that's right. He gets his license. He gets his license. He's getting like a demerit on his license. That's right. Disbarment is lawyers. Um, I don't know if he's fully getting his license taken away, but he's getting a warning. <laughs> and also, he's no longer. If he gets allowed three, to- we stop doing the podcast. <laughs> oh God, he's not allowed to practice law anymore because he did get disbarred. If if he gets three, we're only allowed to watch episodes before the one where he gets his license <laughs> revoked. That's not true, but it is a very funny joke. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, we're going to watch every episode, then read every book and listen to every audio drama. No. Then read every fanfic. No. We're gonna. We're also going to do a full Let's Play of the Lego Doctor Who game that doesn't exist yet. It'll be there. It'll come out soon. Um, Wait, imagine, imagine Lego David Tennant on the Sycorax ship and his little Lego hand pops off. Right? It's good. And he goes, oh, oh, No, oh. didn't you know those Lego games have voice acting now? It sucks. They yeah, talk. I fucking hate that. It sucks shit. Um, okay, here's uh, the No Lee Lacrosse, no, uh, uh, yeah. no Medal of Mickey, no Danny no. Pink Award for Six Stunts. No. We're Which really Dr. Jordan? Uh, it's give me Jody or give me death. I'm like fully Jody. <laughs> that's a now. that's a new segment. <laughs> the segment where you might die if we don't roll the right doctor. <laughs> I I still I'm frustrated. We've been getting episodes that like don't land, but I want an episode that sucks. I want an episode that sucks. Ass. <laughs> you're like you're like you're like Limmy. 
where uh, the streamer slash comedian where he just like needs to watch James Corden videos because he's just like <laughs> desperate to suffer. I I want you want your brain either to, like, a flux tremble. episode or I want a really bad Matt Smith episode. Oh oh, oh yeah 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 here yeah, we yeah. go here we go yeah. here we go. It's oh, Tenant. Oh, Jesus! Another series two episode. We cannot get away from. We series still haven't two. seen series four at all, right? Whatever. <laughs> uh, we will be watching series two, episode six, "The Age of Steel." Which one is this, Sam? I'm really worried that we're just going to get all flux. Cybermen, the- perhaps? We're going to get all flux at the end. Oh, Cybermen incinerates. Uh, oh, it's part two of. Oh, oh okay. This so this is, like is this is sort earth. of going into that storyline about the, the Cybermen and the other universe maybe uh i see this is a part two actually i think yeah preceded by rise of the cybermen i remember this one vaguely sam i'm actually getting a little nervous that we're gonna watch like all the episodes of doctor who and then the last like 20 episodes of our podcast are gonna be flux 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 uh annoying era flux flux annoying era flux flux annoying era that'll be the final season of our podcast it's dr hug go flux yourself every time we do one of these you know i mean it always ends with us just being miserable at the end of it like hating every second of it and i i I was really not true yeah with kylix why oh every time we do one of these podcasts yeah, like every time we do, we watch a show, it ends with us hating the show. <laughs> it, yes, but then I then I gave us some really good fanfic to read. I don't know which I'm not going to do for yeah. this podcast. No, we're just going to read all the pros. That's right. We're going to read. We're going to finally get to find out who that singing man is and read all <laughs> sixteen books about him. <laughs> there was an. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but there was an episode of Zero to Zero that we recorded where I literally used my phone camera to live stream the feedback comic book <laughs> to Valen Giga. That was weird. Pretty funny. Uh, we're on Patreon. We are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash potting bros, where $1 will get you access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we need to record our episode on the third serial of all of Doctor Who with the first Doctor. Have I you seen any do of it? it. I wasn't able to do it yet, but okay. I've I think learned. I probably do it this weekend. Can I you tell can. you? I've learned a thing. Okay. I was. I'll share this with our listeners because this is too good for it to be locked behind a paywall. Okay. In the TARDIS, we see what's her name? Susan, I, the Doctor's granddaughter. Okay. Retrieve a glass of water from the TARDIS water dispenser, which has two settings: water and milk. So, I now think that the TARDIS might make its own milk. (laughs) I think you can milk the TARDIS. I think this is canon. Uh, We just have to live with that. That's what Peter Capaldi said that you have to negotiate with the TARDIS. You have to grab its udders. You have to yank its teats just right, and it'll do whatever you want. Anyway, $1 will get you access to all of our bonus content, which will include that episode when we record it. Our classic episodes. I cannot recommend them highly enough. I, I, I. It's I, such a, it's such a wild time. It's so inconsistent. Like with Doctor Ha, yeah. Like with the our main episodes, it's like it's you, almost like we're watching a show across multiple decades. Yeah, it's like it's like everything that I like about Doctor Ha, the normal podcast, but like times fifty. It's fucking crazy. 
the costuming from this show, the lampshades that the characters are wearing in the last episode we watched. Oh my the god. The Dominators. The Dominators. What a, what a. Anyway, one dollar will get you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. It'll get you all of that bonus content plus all of our older bonus content from other podcasts that we did before. Five dollars will get you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You get a shout out on the podcast and you can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny voices, which I'm not going to tell you what they are. It's none of your business. Ten dollars gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as a member of an honorary member, excuse me, of House Misuza. You get all that. You can listen to the podcast live while we record it, which is currently Monday evenings. It'll keep changing forever. And we'll clap for you when we shout you out. Thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, and House Misuza, Destry Hawk, H Cave, and Sauceworks. Saluting! Thank you. For we have a message. Service. Thank you. Ooh, it's for me. It's from H Cave. Thank you, H Cave. It's a Donald Duck voice request. Oh so I have no! Because ducks gotta stay wet. Uh, I will say it in Donald Duck voice, and then I will say what it actually was, because there's no way you'll be able to tell what I'm saying here. What? Wait, let me... New Wait. Wet Slicks Fruit Spritzers. <laughs> Have you ever... Have you ever thought about just slowing it way down, so you can really try to... Wet Slicks it's getting better it's, it's slowly but surely it's getting better well if you want to follow that journey on sounds about light wish us duck. we have a segment called wish us duck where we try to do a donald duck voice every episode you'll get better you'll get you'll get it one day and then the second will be over i have been getting better i am get better you're improving i am better you are fuck better. you i'm not what are you i'm telling you you're improving <laughs> I'm telling you, you're doing a good job. Never mind. I take it back. Uh, Drew on on the podcast this week <laughs> said that you're very mean to me about my Donald Duck voice. I think your Donald said, Duck voice is really impressive. And he said, I'd, I'd like to hear Jordan try to do it. And I said, I have heard Jordan do it. He's way better at it than I think he should be. <laughs> well, you know why? It's because I watched a video on how to do it. And I practiced it a whole bunch, but I'm still really bad at it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, but I also don't practice it as much as you do. Yeah, which makes it sadder for me. Um. <laughs> anyway, we're on we're on co-host at Doctor Huh. Uh, I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Sounds About Light, but I already plugged that. We're going to be finishing Recoded. Uh, Hell this yeah! Week. You can uh, you can follow me on Tumblr at kiwamibreakfast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can listen to Kamarocha Radio, the Yakuza podcast uh, about Yakuza, the video game series. Um, you can do those two things, and that's it. I thought there was more, but there isn't. You can also send us an ask on Yeah, send Tumblr us an ask on Tumblr, and we'll read it if it's uh, if it's funny. Um, or co no, yeah. Oh, Noise Space. No, oh, we got we to gotta shout out. I, I keep forgetting to shout them out. There's a new podcast on Noise Space about the, the TV show The Prisoner with Helga and Joe. It's oh, called yeah. Local Service Only. So many, so many shows. Lots of good ones. Listen. I recommend check out Pot of Greed about Yu-Gi-Oh. Check out... New special grade snacks just went up today oh, yeah. as we're recording this. That's about Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Which is an anime about uh, something. Check that shit out. Okay. Jordan, there comes a time at the end of every episode where I have to segue you into segueing me into something. I don't understand why you started doing this, Sam. You better include a thing about the history of monks in, in the prayer, because they've always been in it. 
Can you please say that? Can you please take us out with the doctor's prayer? May the monks watch over you. May the monks watch over you like a river. May the monks smell smell sweet as a river. They do smell great. They don't look like they do, but they do. May the monks be calm and still as a pond. May you be as monkey as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness. Monkness. Monkness. May Dan the nice monk smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever monk. And may the monk, monk your monk, monk monk. Ah, monk. Monk der bye. Monk Celsior! Great. Bye. (laughs) 